Welcome to the hottest wellness podcast, I've Got Time, with Cherry Galore and Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and healing to become aligned with the best version of ourselves. Hey girl, what's going on? Uh, it's going, you know? How you doing today? How you feeling? I'm doing okay. Not the, the high pitch is back, and I don't like that. Um, better than yesterday. You know, yesterday I had a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been so. having moments every day like this month. So I say, you gotta feel the heal. And if you're feeling a little better today, then it must have helped. Maybe, maybe. Before we um <laughs> went on air, me and Cherry was just talking about like. The differences in just a friend, Biz Marky, rest in peace, to the differences of the Mario version. Yeah. And I was, like, thinking about how different they sound, but also, like, when you think about it from the terms of the girl that's being hollered at. <laughs> like, why is Mario all up on your neck like that? I want to know your name, man. I want to know if you got a man. I want to know... I want to know everything. I want to know. And if I can come over in, I want to know what you like. I want to know so I can do it all night. But you're telling me you're just a friend. Telling me you're just a friend. But, um, and you already told him that y'all just friends. Like, this nigga needs to be cut off. Period. (laughs) He was doing too much. He was doing way too much. (laughs) <laughs> this was just like, you know, you got what I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are we doing? Well, his song was even sadder because it was about getting cheated on, actually. He was saying, you saying he's just a friend. Oh, yeah. Remember? And like in the music video, I don't know if y'all ever seen the video. His girl goes off to college and then she's like barely got time for him no more. She like, what's going on? And he's like, is this somebody oh, no. else? And she's like, no, he's just a friend. So he rolled up to her campus. And then she got some other nigga with her. And so the whole video, he moping around like, oh, baby, you. Damn. Like, I need you. You got what I need. And you told me that this dude was just a friend. That was her brother. The context of the songs <laughs> are totally different. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Poor biz. Yikes. Listen, and to this day, that is why a lot of guys are still in their feels about women. You get your feelings hurt by one girl. <laughs> now they all cheaters. It's ridiculous. I was watching the show yesterday <clears throat> and on Stars, bro. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like four girls. I thought I was watching the first episode, but turns out I was watching the final episode because your sister was already watching it on account. <laughs> Wait, we oh, run the world. First? That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh. I thought I was watching the first episode, but it was the last one of the season. Uh-huh. And I thought, they should have led with this. <laughs> but it was the last episode. I didn't even go back to watch the first one. I thought it was a good episode, but I think it would have been better if that was the first episode. Like, they should have led with that. Yeah. Have you ever watched the whole season and be like, they should have started here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. Sometimes the buildup is just... We don't need all of the build up mm. or like 
by the end of the season, we really know the characters. But, like, it would have looked different if we knew who they were at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Or even knew what they was capable of. Because then that's the thing. Because shit be happening and stuff. And mm-hmm. I ain't going to spoil it. Because I don't know who really watching the show. And obviously, it's the last <laughs> episode of the season. But shit it's a went new down. season coming. And, girl, yeah. You well, excited about the next season? Of what? Of Run the World. I won't be watching it. No. <laughs> I won't be watching it. They're not my type of girls, you know. I like to watch shows that's relatable to me, and um, I feel like what they had going on in their lives, the places they were in their lives, it wasn't relatable to me. So I just wasn't that interested to keep watching. I just was trying to see what it was about. I mean, it was for black girls. But what I am excited to see come back is um, what's that show with Megan Good? That one girl from um, why was I thinking Empire you Records. were talking about that show the whole time? I wasn't talking about that. I said I'm stars. That's on Amazon Prime. This is a whole different. That's a whole different show. What's the name of that show? That's the show that's coming back for another season. I don't know if. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if Run the World is coming. Sure, no, that's about Run the World. Um, Harlem. Oh yeah, Harlem. Yeah, I am excited to see that come back though. I would say the premises of the shows are kind of similar. Just the personalities overall of the characters are not really written the same. So, <laughs> bless you for the day. Dang. Why do you get so offended by that? One time me and Cherry was like somewhere and I had sneezed and this random dude was like, bless you for the day. And ever since then I'll randomly say it. But like Cherry takes highly offense to it like. You better say bless me every time I sneeze, bitch. Because like, bless me. Do not bless me for today. But I feel like it's a nice saying. Like, it's not saying that I'm not going to say bless you again should you sneeze. It's saying may blessings come to you throughout the day. That's not how. this moment. Not mm-hmm. just this moment. So can you... Okay. 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 Um... I don't know why, but this is just so funny to me. I was just thinking right now that one episode where I was like, I'm trying to connect with you on this. <laughs> what episode was that? The one when I was telling, I was about to get low vibrational about the uh, 21 and Drake album. Oh. Well, we were talking about Drake, period. But um, when we posted that clip as a short on YouTube, somebody commented, she's about to start dating men. And I thought, what does this have to do with anything in the video? (laughs) And also, what are you talking about? (laughs) It literally has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) Uh, If anybody's listening and anybody cares, me and Cherry are doing just fine. (laughs) (laughs) None of us are interested in dating men or other people outside of our relationships. So, um... Facts. I'm sorry to disappoint you, girl. <laughs> Should we jump in with the affirmation of the week? Let's do it. This week's affirmation is, I am growing and evolving from all of my experiences. I am growing and evolving from all of my experiences. Okay. I hear you. But you are, even when you don't realize it. First thing, growth is part of your practice. Mm-hmm. You grow by just practicing every day that that's going to make you into the person that you want to become. You know what I'm saying? The behaviors and stuff. That's really what it's about. It's every day. What are we doing? 
And then being patient with yourself through that, like, because it takes time, you know? But also, you are not who you used to be, and only you changed that. So, congratulations. Congratulations. I like this song. I actually don't. I don't know why that came up. <laughs> Dang. Um, is it the artist, or you just don't like that song? I feel like, now I gotta know. What are your feelings on? Well, it's like that, those type of songs, like congratulatory or the can't believe we made it type songs or... You don't like that? Mm-mm. It's always the song on the album that I skip. Damn, that'd be my shit. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-mm. Like, DJ Khaled always got, like, at least one. I love that shit, like... It depends. Because it just puts me in a vibe of, like, that vibration of how I'm going to feel when I reach the level of success that is, like, my version of success. You know what I'm saying? So, they just, I don't know. know, They somehow all sound the same sonically, and that's what I don't like about it. It's kind of given, like, it's like, you know how gospel music you can tell when it's a gospel song because it just sounds different Mm -hmm. that's what it is for my ears it's like what is this you know i hear you it's not maybach music (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely not so what are we talking about this week on the podcast (laughs) cancel culture hmm have you ever been canceled? No, I can't be canceled. Damn. Um, I haven't been canceled yet, but I do say some pretty offensive things, so I feel like it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I will say that I am a bit problematic, and not on purpose. I don't try to be like, you know... Um, like a troll or nothing? Yeah, yeah, but it's just that my a lot of my opinions, my beliefs, and my values are, to me not the same as the general public and so of course those type of things people not gonna agree with the type of stuff that you say and if they don't want to hear that stuff you will get canceled um i also think it's a it's not what you say it's how you say it and like (laughs) i don't really have that tact when i say stuff to people they could get really offended so i feel like it's only a matter of time i think you have tact I'm I'm working on it for sure, but girl, <laughs> I'm in the on the TV just talking like it's just you and me. <laughs> we have to um, edit a lot of stuff I say out sometimes because yeah, it's not stuff that I want everybody like in the world hearing me say, and not because like I'm a bad person. I just be saying fucked up shit. But y'all know how like if you have a dark sense of humor and stuff like. Your jokes is not funny to everybody. Like, some jokes other people might say, and I do not think it's funny. Like, some stuff I would not joke about. So, yeah. it is. Do you feel like, well, this is what I think. I think cancel culture is really just holding people accountable, you know? And I think that depending on what it is that you do, the severity of it, you should be canceled. What do you think? I think that that's what it should be. <laughs> I feel like got my happening. What's happening? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
maybe it started as like, let's hold these people accountable. Mm-hmm. But then it turned into just, I don't like when people say this, but they say it because it's a thing. The more easily offended people have become, the more it's just like, they said something I don't like, they're canceled. Mm -hmm. So it's not like accountability as much anymore. I mean, it's obvious when somebody really did something serious. And it's like, yeah, we're not going over there no more. Yeah. Like, you shot somebody. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of it is like petty stuff or they cancel people before they give them a chance to grow mm-hmm. and change their mind. Like, <sighs> when people go back and find old tweets. Mm-hmm. And they cancel somebody for something they tweeted 10 years ago. And it's like, they're literally not even the same person anymore. Yeah, facts. Most people aren't. Even if they tr- try their best to say the same, most people are not the same. The more experiences that you have in life, the more you start to see stuff outside of that little bubble that you grew up in. Like, shit, I used to be homophobic. And I'm literally gay now. Yeah. So... <laughs> You can't really hold people to a standard of something that technically wasn't really them. Mm-hmm. Every day, hopefully, at least if you're in alignment with me and Cherry, you're becoming more and more you because you're letting go more and more of the worldly stuff that people told you, society told you, your family told you. This is who you're supposed to be. And every day, I just want to be more of me of the things that I personally believe. Mm-hmm. And like... So if I decide to cancel something, somebody or whatever, it's based off of my own values. And I don't expect the whole world to cancel them. And maybe sometimes I do feel like more people should be held at a higher standard and the whole world is not holding them at a higher standard. But all you could do is personally say, okay, what impact am I giving towards this situation or how much energy am I giving towards this situation? Because the truth is, is, I don't really think anybody's, really like totally cancelable especially not anybody that's a celebrity anybody that has access to a huge amount of wealth or power i don't i feel like they could get it back come back they could come back doing something cool they could rebrand whatever the fact they be doing and then next thing you know people like them again no matter what they did Mm -hmm. so yeah that's crazy Remember when B. Simone... I keep B. Simone... Like, whoa. That sentence is coming out weird. <laughs> I feel like B. Simone keeps getting canceled, but it's not sticking. And I'm not saying that, like, I think she should be canceled, but I think it is a good example of just how <clears throat> cancel culture really isn't even a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really cancel somebody. Yeah, I feel like for sure accountability needs to be held, but we need to really start thinking about what are the issues that we are canceling people over, and is it something that is systemic or is it something that's a personal issue within themselves? And I think that's, to me, when people should be canceled because in real life, you could be doing some shit that don't align with my values, and I could be like, we could still be friends, but I'm just going to 
respect your opinions and you can respect my opinions. But if they do something that I think is fundamentally fucked up, I'm going to stop being their friend. Yeah. And I think that's what it really comes down to. So when we see these celebrities and stuff like that and we're like, oh, they're canceled, they're canceled, they're canceled. Are we canceling them over something that is systemic, that is like really some fucked up shit that's happening? And now they're basically pushing that message out or whatever and we don't need that in our communities? Mm -hmm. Or are we canceling them over something that, like you said, is an opportunity for growth? And that's when I feel like we need to kind of get our priorities straight because there are very real issues that are impacting us every fucking day. And the more we spend on the Internet talking about should your mom ride in the front seat or should your girlfriend ride in the back seat, (laughs) it's taken away from the real issues that's going Mm. on. So (laughs) I'm like, you know. The, I will cancel niggas, but to me, the things that I say that I'm not fucking with this person over is like, it's not just impacting me. It's not just about my personal feelings. It's not just about, oh, it triggered something that happened to me individually. It's like somebody did this. They did something so messed up that it's like unforgivable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. On topic, but off topic. There is, like, this show where they, I guess it's, like, kind of a docu-series where they go over different cases or different situations that happen. And, like, I'm assuming, because I've never watched it, I'm assuming that they go over these different things to talk about, like, how it's impacted society, basically. Mm. It came up on Hulu when they have a Megan and Tori episode. Interesting. And it says in the description that it's about the case and also just how... Dang, what did it say? It was like... The impact of... How we... How we treat victims of violence. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, that's another thing that plays in the cancel culture. Like, some people use it to come at people that have been a victim of something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you did this, this, and this, so you should be canceled anyway. Or you deserve that. Yeah. It's kind of trash. It is. Do, do, can you like think of anybody that's been on apology tours that you just like you've said sorry enough how many how many sorries do they get I feel like it's been so many people and it's really interesting when it's like an artist or a celebrity in that's more known in the black community and we just start seeing them on every interview all of a sudden Y'all mm-hmm. in the breakfast club. They always go to the breakfast club. <laughs> like, just to clean up their image. And that's another thing. They never really say sorry. Mm-hmm. They just try to... Explain their side of the story or whatever. Explain or just show a different side of their personality. Like, I'm really not a bad guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they put, posting pictures of them puppies. Like, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting the lens people go to, to clean up their act Mm -hmm. publicly 
I feel like depending on what it is that you apologizing for, it's like, okay. Because mm-hmm. you might have just grew up around a lot of problematic people and then that kind of shaped who you are as a person and now you need to work to change that. Now you yeah. need to see like these beliefs are kind of harmful to other people. And that's something that only you can change about yourself. And you have to be able to want to see that it's a problem no matter how many other people point it out. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like there's people who really just keep getting busted. And it's like over time, you can see that this is who you really are because it's been 10 years. Yeah. And more things keep coming out and more things keep coming out and more things keep coming out regardless of what type of incidents is evolving. It's like, okay, I can just see based off of the track record over time that you probably aren't like adding value to our community and therefore we should probably take a step back on how much it was it is that we give you energy like yeah because we got to remember that although they're the famous ones they're celebrities we the ones who make them that way we have the power to take it all back yeah we have the power right now to literally unfollow every last fucking celebrity online and, and pretend like we don't give a shit what's going on in their lives you know how much money they would start losing if we wasn't buying from collections and collabs and the Amazon Prime list they be dropping. It's like they might be the influencers, but you guys are the influencees. You have the power. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just stop giving your money to this shit then. Yeah. You got to be like my ace boom boom coon for me to be buying spending stuff on you like. So, in your opinion, baby, what is a cancelable offense? What are you canceling niggas over? Um, you know, I don't, I don't want you to look at me crazy because of past podcast episodes. Too late for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, this is challenging for me because cancel is a strong word for me. For you? Yeah. It's a big word for you. (laughs) Canceling somebody means completely detaching myself from that person. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can or should cancel someone for. Like abuse Mm -hmm. or sex trafficking or just being a really... I feel like that goes under the umbrella of abuse, which is very large. um, Or just being a really rude or mean person, like to everybody. Which technically would just be rumors to us because we aren't around those people. But sometimes, depending on the person, if everybody's saying it, there's some truth to it. There are names that I can think of that have done these things or been associated with these things. Like music artists and I still listen to their music mm-hmm. so it's I don't know you're just not a canceler pretty much 
Can you name one person that's for sure canceled in your eyes? Give us something damn. <laughs> um for sure canceled. It's making me nervous. <laughs> I mean R. Kelly, but I never really listened to R. Kelly anyways. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> I'm definitely a canceler. Um Lord Canceler to be exact. I feel like that for me personally, I just choose not to fuck with certain people no more. Um because I really do have a lot of values that conflict with things that are deemed okay in today's society. Mm-hmm. And because that, I feel like it's my personal responsibility not to contribute anything, whether it's just me listening to whatever they're doing, watching a show that they in, whatever. I just can't do it. I'm not going to spend no money on it. I don't even want to spend much time and energy talking about it unless it's to expose something else they did. <laughs> Um, and I will say there has been people that I canceled in the past though, that I uncanceled because they grew mm-hmm. and now I'm a little less like thirsty to cancel people over like what I said, things that's like, is it a personal problem or is it a systemic issue? Mm-hmm. Where if it's like people like Chris Brown, I feel like he has not changed over time at all in any way. Every year, there's another case brought up on him, more charges. Um, He blatantly doesn't seem sorry or apologetic at all in the media. He kind of just knows that his fans are always going to be there for them, no matter what he does that could be wrong. I think, to me, cancelable offenses, for sure, is abuse being inflicted on other people, whether that is, you know, essay whether that is, you know, like you said, like trafficking in any type of way. Um, I feel like if you're doing something that you know is harmful to a group of people, like if you homophobic to me, and it's not like you said a homophobic thing or two because we've all said a homophobic thing or two because in the black community, that's the norm. Mm -hmm. And we grew up hearing shit like that. Like we're unlearning it. But if you're doing something that is harmful to the homophobe, I mean, to the, <laughs> to, <laughs> to the, the homos. Yeah. If you're doing something that's harmful to our group of people, then I might cancel you because mm-hmm. what is you doing? You know, I think, um, there, there's certain things you can't come back from for sure. Yeah. I, there are people that I listen to less. Mm. Like, I don't just go out of my way to listen to them. I guess that's my form of canceling to a certain degree. Like, I'm just going to stick to what I got over here. Like, I'm not just going to keep going over there for the new, the new, new, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only way to get people... To stop doing these harmful things is to have real repercussions. Like, you can't do this. You can't be like this in the world. It's not okay. It's not okay. Because when you have a large platform, you do have a responsibility to the public. 
because there are people who are online and although that might not be your fault, they're impressionable. They do not have any sense of self where they believe anything other people be telling them. And for you to be spewing out these narratives and you have such a voice to the public, all these people are listening to you, following you, like that is incredibly harmful and you should be canceled. You should lose money. You should know what it's like to have to pay for it. But I don't think that applies to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like Tasha K. She was doing the, that celebrity um, YouTube channel where she, it was a T-channel. Mm, no idea. Y'all know a T-channel is basically where people go, they create a whole YouTube channel and all they do is talk about basically like celebrity gossip or even gossip of other YouTubers and stuff like that. And people want to hear about it. So they literally be having like millions of like followers and subscribers and stuff. And uh, I'll... These last few years is a blur, so I don't know if it was last year or the year before that where Cardi B pulled up charges against her for defamation of character and mm -hmm. basically said she was responsible for her depression and all this stuff because she kept making these videos about Cardi B and saying all this stuff. She took her to court, and when I tell you, they basically sued her for everything she owned. This lady is living in Africa somewhere, and I don't know what her lifestyle is like, but I'm pretty sure she moved to try and save some of her mm -hmm. assets. But she, literally, they sue her for like a million dollars. And I seen somebody do a um, what is that called? Uh, like an interview with her, and they was like, mm -hmm. "Do you got the money, Tasha?" She was like, "I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't." And so that means any money that she's going to make in the foreseeable future. It's going to be paid out to Cardi B. I don't know if that is worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we don't get to say what's worth it. If you don't have the pussy to back up what you're talking, you probably shouldn't just be going out saying whatever. That's why me and Cherry say it's, words do mean things. And it's important that when you saying shit, especially online, mm -hmm. you need to stand on it. Yeah. You really need. You can't to... even joke no more without people saying this is the stuff that you were saying or believing. Yeah. Everything is real on the internet. I do have to say though, I don't always agree with taking away people's livelihood. Sometimes it's like, okay, they did something bad, but they still have a family to take care of. Like, I can't think of anybody in the moment, but sometimes I feel bad mm -hmm. because it's fucked up to just put somebody in a fucked up situation no matter what they did. I'm not going to say no matter what they did, but I am going to say when it's those instances where situations that you can grow from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there was a way they could have handled this where Tasha K would have never wrote another blog again. I mean, she still won't. Or she definitely going to change the content of what she be saying. But this lesson to me didn't have to be this hard for her. Where she mm -hmm. was like literally lost every last thing that she owned. Like to me, now that made Cardi B look pretty fucked up. That yeah. like you just need to show somebody. And I understand because she was using her as an example. Like okay, now nobody, none of these rest of blogs better keep my name out their mouth. But it was a different way that you could have did it. I mean, there's celebrities all the time that sue the paparazzi. They sue different publications 
TMZ done been sued so many times, y'all. But that's what I'm saying is if you ain't got the money to back up what you're saying and now you're saying that you're a publication, you don't have one of those things in your bio that say that any of this stuff is jokes and none of it can be blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You already out here looking down bad. Like, yeah, don't do it. I mean, look, my thing is if you're not going to, If you're not really going to cancel somebody and really hold them accountable for all of the things, don't even bring it to me. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why it's like, to you, it just seems like, um, like just a conversation, basically. It's not, yeah. like no actions are being taken. Like, if we really want to get into it, Drake should have been canceled a long time ago. Nobody's canceling Drake. So, like, anytime stuff comes up, when people finally decide to say something about something he's done or has been a part of or been accused of, don't even bring that over here because you're not going to do anything about it. Nobody's going to hold him accountable for anything. What are we doing? I think it's because we don't have, we don't individually have the power to do that. And the amount of people that feel like he definitely should be canceled do not outweigh the people that are going to continue to support his music. And that's just what it is. And even on a celebrity standpoint, there's people who know what the fuck he's doing in the streets and they still continue to work with him because what it does for them personally, Mm -hmm. that they value themselves over the public. They value themselves over the general population. And that's just what it is. And that's most people for real. Most people are going to work with support whatever buy something from be friends with people and they might not agree with the stuff that they do or say but if it adds value to their individual life they're going to keep fucking with them and one thing to also consider in this conversation if black men don't do anything else they're going to stick up for each other whether they right or wrong do you believe that i think the majority like Especially in Celebrityville, mm-hmm. like, you know that this man is a predator, but or if somebody abuser. brings it up, mm-hmm. and I'm not specifically talking about Drake, I'm, this they, could be so many people. So many. <laughs> I'm thinking it, it's so many alarms going off in my head right now. Yeah. It's like, you know all the accusations, you've seen this person be a certain way around women or whoever. But if somebody brings it to you, the first thing out of your mouth is, he's a nice guy, or I ain't never seen him do nothing like that. Like, he ain't never do that in front of me. Why would he do that in front of you? Mm-hmm. And also, he probably has, but you didn't care because it wasn't affecting you. Yeah. I feel like um, it's not just men that do it, for sure. And that unfortunately it just go back to if the person has the power or the influence it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. they're not gonna hold them accountable if somehow they can benefit from it it's like the conversation we was having about abuse within families and Mm -hmm. like why people will still have relationships with abuser or basically will cover up the things that they did and it's because one, they're not in, they're not personally being affected by it, and then two, it's because they seek to benefit from whatever it is that they're providing in the situation, even though they're abusing people. Mm-hmm. 
So do you think that non-black people are being canceled at the same rate as us? Short answer, no. <laughs> um, but also, it depends on who it is and what they do, mm-hmm. I feel like. Because if it's, I feel like if it's like a white man, even if he is canceled for real publicly, he's still operating and doing the same shit he been doing. Mm-hmm. If it's a white woman, it depends on what they did and how much they cry. Um, if it's a different non-black person, I think it depends on... Mm-hmm. Their own community, maybe? Yeah. It depends on what type of apology tour they go on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, we can go ahead and bounce into the next section or whatever. Bounce, 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 bounce. You want to do Forest Bias? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um. Well. <clears throat> so... First thing we got here, Tyler Perry officially um, bought 37 additional acres for $8.4 million to expand his Atlanta studio. Shout out to him. <laughs> applause, applause. You know, I don't really feel that way, but I'm not hating on another person's success. I don't want y'all to feel that way. I just feel like this is more space to further degrade our community. And why? <laughs> we do hope that he does get some writers in the room. Um, and some different perspectives. You know. Yeah. But. It is one of those things that's, like, just good to see for motivational purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, what some of the rappers say that they do, but it, you really just oddly flex them. Um, you know, um, in, within our community, we have a lot of these people, the Chris Rocks, the Tyler Perrys, the Oprahs, and to me, they do nothing but exploit us. And for that reason, I do not care. I don't care how much money you make. You literally will have none of this without the exploitation of your own community. And I don't think that's something to celebrate. Look at all this money I made. Making fun of black people and their problems instead of, you know, contributing to issues that could be resolved within our community. Okay, so then we have Angela Bassett. <laughs> um, she took home the award for Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for her role in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, this is her second award. And this is the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. So this is her second Golden Globe Um her first one was back in 1994 for Best Actress in a Motion Picture for uh, Tina, Turner. Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It. So, shout out to her. 
Yeah, shout out to her. This is a long time coming because we give Angela her flowers. And when I say we, I mean black. Yeah. We the black people. Um, she is amazing, extraordinarily talented. Mm-hmm. Just a queen, okay? I mean, in every sense, like, to me, she's like chef's kiss. Yeah. Everything. So, shout out to her. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And also shout out to Courtney Vance, her husband. That's my nigga. I fuck with him. And we love a supportive ha- husband, baby. We love it. And also another great actor. Shout out. Yeah. We go back. Okay. And then we have Abbott Elementary. Um, Quinta Brunson and Tyler James Williams took home Golden Globes for Best Actress and Supporting Actor. Abbott Elementary is my shit. Um, there was a new episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good. It's my type of comedy. I'm really glad that we have a black version of that type of comedy. Like it's given Parks and Rec mm-hmm. or The Office if you're into that. I'm going to say this. Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. The office is not that great. You know, the office seems like a sketch show that made it to me. Mm-hmm. Like they hurried up and pulled a script on a sketch show. Mm-hmm. That's what it gives. It gives a lot of jokes just being told, and then they somehow attach the storyline to it. I'm not going to lie, I very much enjoyed the office when I did enjoy the office, but because of the underwhelming diversity in the cast i stopped watching it um Mm. and it didn't it never went deep and the deeper i get on an individual level the more i want to see that reflected in the movies and tv that i watch and it just don't give Mm. um now i kind of feel the same way about abbott elementary even though whenever we watching it together i get a good kiki i think it's funny i absolutely love the cast Mm -hmm. i think they're all individually great I especially love Quinta Brucent. To see her go from being on um, BuzzFeed Mm -hmm. as a content creator to where she is now, like, that is so amazing to me. And I appreciate being able to see that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And honestly, Everybody Hates Chris is, like, one of my top three all-time favorite shows. It's a great show. So to just see, like, Tyler out here really flexing on niggas like that. Like, yes, I'm a real actor. No, I'm not just a child actor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's only more good things to come for their show, for real. Yeah. It's a good show. This, they do bring up certain things in the show, like real shit. And I feel like the way that they write out the resolve of the issues it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with this, I guess this is season two. Like, it's been, at least like the last two episodes, it's been like, oh, I see what you did there. I say it really is realistic for a workplace. Like, the relationships that you be having with your coworkers and stuff, just kind of like the perspectives and everything. Yeah. The weird boss that you wish would get fired is like, mm. yeah. I like it. It's good stuff. Shout out to them. 
Not a take a slight turn. <laughs> it's always me that's taking it a slight turn. Damn. Um, recently, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. If you guys have heard her name, I'm sure it's not for good things. She was she's the governor of Arkansas, and she decided that her first thing that she was going to change now that she's in office is to ban the word Latinx. Now, if you guys are not familiar what the representation of that means, it's basically a non-binary way to just say Latina or Latino. Mm-hmm. So y'all know black people is Hispanic too. Okay. So that's why we brought this to this segment. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> black people speak Spanish as well. Black mm-hmm. people are also non-binary. I feel like I could see where her policies are going, and I really don't like it. Um, it's giving what was we just talking about a few episodes ago with the uh, what they doing in the schools? What they doing in schools? Taking away uh, critical race theory, so it feels oh. like it's going down that road, but in a more homophobic route. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, okay, she said that basically you can't change the words in a dictionary. You can't change the fact that there's pronouns in Spanish or in English or any language. And that basically because of that, it's not has nothing to do with homophobic. She just thinks for people learning Spanish, basically, that they need to know that it's just Latino or Latino. There is no Latinx. I just want to say there are new words being added into the dictionary every single year, y'all. Literally. And I also want to remind you that every single word that is spoken in the universe, no matter what dialect or language that it is, is all made up by somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody just started to speak that shit and then Mm -hmm. teach it to other people. And that's how language works. It's all made up. We are now living in a time where people are either female, male, or non-binary. And that means that the terms represented in our culture by definition, which non-binary is in the dictionary, should be represented in every language. So tennis player Naomi Osaka announced that she's pregnant and she won't be playing in 2023, but plans to play in 2024. Um, this Her being pregnant isn't important <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's not important, um, but it did just make me think about how, how much a woman having a baby affects her life Mm. and also just maybe I was triggered somehow like the audacity of a man to just come in and get a woman pregnant knowing that she has a career Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about their relationship or any conversations that they've had I don't know these people but it just made me feel a way Mm -hmm. That she has to sit out from something she's worked for her entire life because she got pregnant. I don't think that that's her perspective on this. So I do feel that maybe you are. Yeah, I'm pretty a sure little, she's thrilled. Yeah, triggered. <laughs> um, 
She announced earlier this month that she was not going to be playing. And then only like a couple days ago that she just announced her pregnancy. This is the reason why. But whether the pregnancy was planned or unplanned, um, I feel like she's in a relationship. She's been in a relationship for the last three years. Mm -hmm. They seem really happy together. When I see them or whatever, doing their interviews or whatever, they look super cute. Um, who she go with? Uh, Corday. Yeah, Corday. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about him. Well, not just, but plenty of episodes ago, I was talking about his <laughs> TED talk that he did. Yeah. And they both seem to really have um, good heads on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And outside of, I don't really know them personally. They seem like they would make pretty decent parents. So congratulations to them. Yeah. But um, I do agree with what you're saying. Our society is set up very weirdly. Depending on class, depending on race, um, motherhood can definitely change your life completely. And we don't really, we can't say the same thing about fatherhood. We cannot say the same thing Um, individually, maybe, but on a large scale, most men's lives are typically unchanged. They still can continue in their career. Even if my work ethic hasn't changed at all as a woman, I'm still going to be looked at different in the workplace. Mm -hmm. We've seen that like on um, Working Moms when Kate returned to work and then they basically was treating her all weird and shit. And she was being a little weird too, but that is because having a baby do change you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, nigga, you don't want to go back to work after you have a baby. You want to be with your kids and then you now you have to choose between am I going to do this or am I going to do that? When yeah. I had my kids, I ain't have no career. So I wasn't thinking about going back to work. Yeah. But as I personally evolved, I was like, but I do want to have a career. And now I do have to juggle parenting and building a career. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when I opened my business, it was hard as fuck. As a single mom, I didn't have any help. And when I say none, I mean none. I was living with my parents and I'll say that were helping me by not charging me rent. But as far as actual physical help with my children, they were not helping me. And so Max was like just in kindergarten. Eva was literally three. I would take her to work with me at least 70% of the time because I couldn't afford to put her in childcare. You know what I'm saying? I had like a babysitter. And still, I couldn't always afford that because I work for myself. So depending on my income, it's like it's looking like you're coming to my work with mommy this week. baby. (laughs) So like it's just set up differently. I've Mm -hmm. never seen a man with his kids at work. I've never seen a man struggle to get his career together after having children or even be looked at like he's not going to be taken seriously after having children. Why? Because we know that. As women, we're expected our children to take a certain priority over our entire life, mm-hmm. whereas men are not. Yeah. Men aren't really expected to do anything, which I hope that that changes one day. I feel like people are starting to recognize just how much men don't do outside of maybe provide finances. Mm-hmm. And take pictures, but (laughs) yeah, I remember hearing on a podcast once, I think they were talking about, um, it was like when Fab's daughter or 
maybe Emily, somebody posted, some woman in his life posted about how he's not a good dad or just a good, yeah, a good father figure. And it was a male-dominated podcast, and they were talking about how messed up that is for somebody to say that in the public because he posted a picture of him and his family. Mm -hmm. And at some point in the conversation, they were like, the pictures are for us so we can go back and look at them. But it's like, maybe if you were actually around and active in your family's life, you wouldn't just need those pictures. Yeah. Like, and you already know, especially in this day and age, that posting a picture on the internet is kind of like saying, I'm a good dad. And it's like, Mm-hmm. It only has to look like it. It only has people only have to be able to perceive men as good fathers, and that's all that matters. Where I feel like women we're scrutinized on a daily basis over the things that we do and what makes us a good mom or a bad mom. I don't even think dad guilt exists. I've never even heard the word dad guilt. Why? Because these niggas don't be feeling bad for shit. This could go on for hours, so we might just have to touch back on this on the main topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. The inequality between parenting. Let's give it another parenting episode. We know y'all love them. Yeah. Our last parenting episode got so many listens. Shout out to Max and Eva, because it must have been their sweet voices. <laughs> <laughs> because y'all was definitely here for it. So we could slide into Relidian. And this week, we're going to talk about something that hasn't even dropped yet, but I feel like since it's a kind of a hot topic, it was necessary to bring up. Yeah. Have you guys seen the trailer for You People? You People is this new Netflix, it's a movie, right? Mm -hmm. It's a new Netflix movie. It's the one that y'all see the clips with Lauren London, and she's with... Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, and Eddie Murphy, and... Nia Long. Nia Long are her parents. And yeah, it's basically like just a movie about an interracial relationship and how the families do or don't get yeah. along. I seen somebody say that Ashton Kutcher already made this movie with Bernie Mac. <laughs> and I yeah. thought that is true. We didn't really bring it up to talk about the interracial relationships because they do exist. Um, I will say this movie is written, well, co-written by Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill. Now, online, there's a whole other problem with this movie. And basically, people are just saying that they don't feel like Jonah, Jonah Hill and Lauren London would even be a realistic couple. I feel like the, They feel like the casting's off. It's a really fucked up thing to say, first of all. Mm -hmm. And also, guys, you put these things on the internet, we can go to your profile and see who you are and what you look like. It is realistic. <laughs> and also, the situation that they present in the trailer of how they even met 
you could very easily start dating somebody like that. Mm. Like, it's, this is the first thing that gets me is that, as we talked about on previous episodes, that relationships in real life do tend to get, like, romanticized and idealized based off of what we see in movies and TVs. And because mostly people who are casted in rom-coms, they're, like, physically attractive to the general public as far as societal standards. Mm -hmm. People are used to seeing these certain couples that they feel like should look good together or what they think a couple, a cute couple is. And the first thing is the only people who have to be cute in a couple is those people. Right. I could care less if anybody thinks if I look good with Cherry or not because Cherry looks good to me and Mm -hmm. I look good to Cherry. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that matters is that we like each other. <laughs> Y'all niggas literally get on the internet every day talking about how the beauty standards aren't fair, how men treat women away, pretty privilege, but mm-hmm. then you yourself are continue to support and engage in these same ideologies. Yeah. Like literally. The moment they give us something realistic, y'all want something superficial. Y'all don't want nothing real. Y'all want this fake-ass Instagram, YouTube love shit of people who look like they're cute together, who are attractive to most people, Mm -hmm. and we don't even know if their relationship is good. Why don't you not even care about the story of the movie? You're not even worried about that. All it stopped for you at how the couple looked. Yeah. Y'all niggas are weird as hell. And I think that this is probably a reflection of your own love life. If you yourself see this and thought that's not a realistic couple, maybe you should take a step back and one, think about the type of people that you attracted to, why you're attracted to them. um, And also why you don't think that you deserve to be with somebody extra attractive if you yourself don't think you're attractive. And then an extension of that of why do you think the only thing important in relationships is somebody that's physically attractive when there are so many other qualities that go into a partnership that are way more important than looks. Yeah. Because he could be fine and he could be cheating on you all the time. Or she could look really good and she could be a user. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in these people's relationships. And if the only thing you can do is judge that relationship based off of how they look, you have a lot of growing to do. Like, and healing too. Like, you hurt, baby. Who told you you was ugly in the third grade and you still holding on to it? Because now you're projecting that on Jonah. And what did he do to anybody but make us laugh for the last 15 years? Yeah, it's really crazy. Y'all got to chill out. For real. For real. And honestly, them being so different is kind of what made me actually think about watching it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I got to see this. And also, it looks like they're actually going to show how their differences affect their relationship. relationship. Yeah. And I'm interested to see that. So y'all need to really just think about what it is that why you have an issue with certain stuff and what does that stem from? Because sometimes it's not you. It's the stuff you was brought up to believe and it's not always the best for you individually. Yeah. 
For real. Um, another thing we want to talk about is the Golden Globes, which we kind of slightly touched on in the last segment, but boy, were they black. Mm-hmm. This is the blackest award show as from the presenters to the winners to the nominees to the audience. It was really diverse this year. What's your yeah. thoughts on that, baby? I think that the black is back in style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that black has ever went out of style. I think that it's no longer cool to use black shit without giving credit for it. Mm-hmm. And now because people are scared to get canceled, scared to be found out of having racist practices within their businesses and just throughout the foundation of their companies. Mm-hmm. Now they're like trying to hurry up and include us and also get our money mm-hmm. and our attention and our audience. Because now that we like live on TikTok and there's people like, well, let me tell you what happened at the Golden Globes last night and their video was getting five million views and it's a black girl mm-hmm. now you want our audience you want us to talk about your show and so you're gonna put more black people on it so that we can create these conversations because they was getting left out we do not care about golden globes i don't i let me speak for myself i do not care about golden globes i do not care about grammys i do not care about emmys i don't care about none of this white people made shit up that they've been excluding us from the beginning of time and also shitting on our work that we have put into the atmosphere and the influence that our culture provides to everything in America, whether it goes to TVs, to movies, to music, to just the general way people even talk. Mm-hmm. Everything is under the influence of black people and only just now are people starting to realize it because they darters is starting to sound like they from 121st and Kansman. Okay. <laughs> so now all of a sudden y'all want to include us in it. And not that I don't think these people don't deserve these accolades. I just don't think they should care about it. I say mm-hmm. now that we got their attention, hurry up and build some black shit. Hurry up and make it so black and so inclusive and show them this is what y'all should have did, and now y'all look stupid and y'all ain't got no money. I agree with you 100% on your thoughts and opinions on this. <laughs> you do? But <laughs> I do just... It, always hits my ear the wrong way when people say that we need to build our own stuff. Do it? Because we don't support the own stuff that we already have. Well, in my opinion, I think a lot of stuff that is black stuff is not really owned by black people. But when it was, it still wasn't being supported. But was it ever like, really? That's what why? you got to think of, though. Was it ever really? Yeah. BET, was it ever really black? Was it really ever even, black owned? Even if it was never black owned. But there, there was a time, though, where it was. Like, when I was a kid, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but, like, BET was part of my culture growing up. Before it was, like, what it is now... BT was living. 
It mm-hmm. only was until certain celebrities started to value these other award shows. BT wasn't good enough for them. Like literally, I remember when they was like, "Yeah, Beyonce don't go to BET Awards no more." There's then it started to seem like it was like not an upscale event, not a high profile event for Black people because I feel like the power, although it's very much within the viewers. The viewers ain't coming to see C-list celebrities at these events. I hear what you're saying. But also, why does it have to be a Beyonce there for us to watch it? I'm just saying, and BET isn't the only thing where black people are shown and given some type of voice Mm -hmm. in media. I just think that we need to actually support the things that are here so there's reason for us to build more. Mm -hmm. Because why would, from a white person in charge perspective, why would I, this sounds gross. Okay, (laughs) say it then. Why would I even give you the opportunity to, let's say, have another channel and you get in the least amount of views? Nobody's watching your channel. Well, and that's what I'm saying is because when it's our shit, then we don't have to wait on white people to give us an opportunity. And that's the purpose of making your own table. There's so many black people that really do have a lot of money. Our wealth is growing in a as a community. Mm-hmm. The money's there. We don't need white people to validate us. We don't need white people to give us the money. We don't need white people to give us the platform. At this point, we're giving white people platforms. And the power is there. Now, me personally, individually, I can't say that I'm going to support all this stuff because they already be having fucked up shit going on with what they're doing. It mm-hmm. has to be new. That's my perspective to me. I hear you. I just want to see the action backing it up when we do start to create more spaces Mm -hmm. for ourselves or for, honestly, anybody that's not fucking white. I feel like the space got to be adding value to the community for me to care about it. And if it's not, then I'm not there. And that's just on my personal values. Everybody got their own reasons of why they individually choose to not support something or whatever, and it usually, I don't think that black people should get views and supports for just being black. It got to be good, too. You, the foundation of what it is that you're doing, your values and everything got to be in alignment, too. Mm -hmm. Just because you black and you drop some shit doesn't mean that I'm going to support it or that I have to support it. Like, that's bullshit. It got to be good. It got to be right in here to me. Mm -hmm. And... To me, the only thing that I could do personally is continue building our own brand that way because ain't nobody going to do it the way that I feel like it should be done. Honest. Yeah. Not me being honest, like, but on an honest platform. And so that's the issue. I don't think it comes down to am am I supporting white over black? I don't think black people are ever like, I'm about to go to this white stuff over black stuff. But... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it'd be the niggas that. Ooh, it's 111. 
<laughs> it be the niggas that are down to support the things that are not the best for black people. Mm-hmm. But, but that's like, because they be making money off of it. We got to really think like I was just saying about how we have so much power as the people who are being under the influence and the power that we're giving to the influencers. And that includes all of this stuff that is being built or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like whatever type of brands and companies and stuff. When we start to give them the black dollar, we're telling them that what we're, what they're doing is cool and okay. Mm -hmm. And so that means when shit like love and hip hop start coming out and, None of this stuff really is a contribution of value to our community, but that's where we put our attention at. Yeah. And that's a fact. So it comes down to individual responsibility and the more individuals who say collectively, we are not any longer supporting this stuff that reflects bad on our community somehow, then nothing's going to change. But in the meantime, let's start some shit that is though. Mm-hmm. So that it gives people something else to look at. Because the shit we got going on right now is just not it to me. Yeah. That's why my purpose, that's why I come here every week to do this. It matters to me. It's important to me. Because I feel like we are doing that with our own brand. And although we might not have the whole world listening or watching us right now, it doesn't mean that we won't. And when we do, then I'm going to be able to say... You know what I'm saying? That this is how we did it. This is why we did it. So other people to them, it's more about making money. And if that's your values, you're going to get what you came for. Yeah. Yeah. Want to get into the breaks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We can start with the music of the week. I feel like I kind of just wanted to bring these songs up. That doesn't necessarily mean that I like or enjoy them. (laughs) (laughs) But it was conversationable. So this past week, Queen Nyjah dropped a song called Let's Talk About It. Mm -hmm. And she gets into it. She basically is going, it's a rant about black men. Holding Mm -hmm. black men accountable as fathers, as people that you are in relationship with as individuals, as people that should be healing and processing their own trauma. Mm -hmm. And she got them together. She got them together. Mm -hmm. I haven't listened to it. I'll have to get my ears on it. You know, it's not something that's going to reach black men per usual. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just going to be one of those songs that people are like, mm-hmm, girl. But I will say shout out for her. Shout out to her for even bringing the conversation up. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep seeing all week more, and I don't know if it's just in my reality because we've been discussing about mental health, about men, specifically black men, a lot lately. But, you know, a lot of women are coming out and saying that we want to be helpful to y'all but y'all don't want our help yeah or at least the way that we know to provide it you guys don't want i feel like black women have been complicit long enough in enabling and contributing to where we got to this point with black men and although it's very much their own responsibility to change and do all that stuff we also have a hand in it Mm -hmm. and now 
our hands is, is starting. We're no longer per- participating in this. Yeah. And because of that, I feel like black men are feel some type of way about that. You know, we're not coming in as the mother role no more. It's just like, yo, bro, you need this is not cool. And they want somebody to coddle them. They want somebody to baby them and to nurture them through change when nobody does that for women, especially not black women. Mm-hmm. And nobody should. It's up to you to individually change because you don't like who you are or direction that your life is going. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see the value in that, there's nothing that other people can provide to you, no matter how hard they try or no matter what it is that they can contribute to your life. So shout out to Queen for even bringing it up. Shout out. Yeah. You want to tell them about the other song of the week? Oh. <clears throat> Baby. <laughs> So, I don't know if y'all saw this or if you listened to it, but Moneybag Yo and Glorilla have a song together called On What You Want. I don't even, I started, I feel like you started playing it Mm. and stopped it almost immediately. Not even a minute in. I didn't go to the song, but I saw the clip from a video. And just based off of that and the lyrics being provided, it was... Why are we still doing this? It seems like they really wanted to try and do that whole back and forth thing, like bog bog chicken head. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were going for, but... It just wasn't there. And also, I just don't think here in 2023 was that the move. Mm-hmm. Just the context of the lyrics. Yeah. Not only are they just talking about cheating, it's just disrespectful in general to other people. And I mean, the song didn't sound good either. Yeah. It didn't even sound good. It's not. It definitely doesn't go with... Glorilla's flow like it wasn't flattering for her rap voice Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what really did it for me it's like oh I love Glorilla but this sounds bad yeah it's like they were trying to put a lot of emphasis on the way that she raps and it's like it's got enough emphasis. You ain't got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because her accent is pretty thick. And if I was trying to read this information, it would be illegible. <laughs> Ciao. So, moving on. As still we just, Team Glow. Still Team Glow, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to her, you know. Um, as, as we talk about cancel culture and everything, recently Lizzo talked in an interview how she believed that cancel culture is a form of appropriation and we got bigger shit to worry about while we talking about you know canceling people mm-hmm. what's your thoughts how is it appropriation when cancel culture was brought about it really was brought out to kind of expose individuals who are harmful harmful towards communities that are marginalized And what she's saying is that it's appropriation is that there are certain groups 
that should be in charge of the canceling. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just shouldn't be able to say this person's canceled, that person's canceled. Cancel culture is created to hold people accountable. And like we said, we're talking about people who are abusers of communities, women community. Like, if y'all don't know what it means to be marginalized, I think we talked about this in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. It might have been the... I think this was the episode where we were talking about uh, keep sweet, praying away. Yeah. So that's where she's coming from with that. Y'all let us know. Slide us a DM or whatever and tell us. Do y'all think that cancel culture is appropriation? I do agree with her. We got other stuff to worry about, though. For real. There's, like I said, it's systemic issues that is embedded within the foundation of America that needs to be worked out. And so while we arguing about dumb ass shit that people choose to do individually with their lives, um, there's other things that are more important. So, yeah. Speaking of people getting canceled, last week while we was just singing with Stefani, here she go. And then here she come in the news saying she's Japanese. How is she able to say that? Because she's white. And she's a woman. And if she starts crying at the drop of a dime, people will instantly feel bad for anything she said or did. And that's the truth. You're more forgivable in society if you have a certain look to you. And you can say stuff like this. And this is why I keep saying that celebrities just need to learn to be quiet. And maybe this is a conversation you should have saved for the group chat. Because now you're just promoting this harmful thing. So Gwen, and I quote, says, the music, the way the girls wore their makeup, the clothes they wore, that was my identity, she said. Even though I'm an Italian-American or Irish or whatever mutt that I am, that's who I am because those were my people, right? She just said that because those are the experiences that she identified with and she felt close to, she said that something about her, somebody in her family visiting Japan when she was younger and bringing her back and all these things would basically started her obsession with their culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what she liked. And that's her chosen people. And so now she's Japanese. So, you know what? I'm going to go on record and say that I'm from New York. (laughs) I feel like, um, is there a harmful stigma attached to you saying that is the big difference here? You know what I mean? If you just decide to tell niggas that you're from New York, like you literally never, ever lived in Virginia, this is literally harming no one. But... When we have people cosplaying as other races, that's when it's problematic, especially when they have this big platform, because now other people could just go out here and Rachel Dollars all their life and say, I'm somebody else now. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just literally not okay. Uh, she also said that she identifies with uh, Latin culture. So not only is she Japanese, she's Mexican. And I, she named something else, but I can't remember. You guys will have to pull up the article or the interview. But 
as much as you enjoy and appreciate a culture, even if you grew up around said culture, it does not make you part of them. You do not identify as them. And I feel like Gwen Stefani is the perfect example of this because as she rose in her career, as she became more famous, she's she can just be white. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody is going to ever look at you anything other than white. It doesn't matter about your life experiences and the people that you grew up around and anything like that. You look white. You are white. Yeah. The whole thing with the Harajuku girls was problematic. It was giving colonization in the worst way. It was like she had a bunch of little Asian slaves that she was toting around like little Brandon Blackwoods. <laughs> And it was problematic. And now here she is standing on it, 10 toes down. And this is what we talk about. Is this a cancel of offense? It might have not been what she was doing then. But now that you're standing on it and saying, I'm Japanese. Yeah. In the times that we're in now, it's. Girl, why are you saying this out loud? <laughs> like. I feel like she's confusing just being really into or just feeling really connected to something with actually being it. Mm. She's like a, a stand for Japanese culture. Yeah, but, and that's why there's a thin line between appreciation and appropriation. I feel like niggas cross it all the time. Mm -hmm. And... I feel like appropriation is a cancelable offense depending on how the severity is and your impact and also your influence of what it is. Yeah. Um, kind of like I was talking about Ariana Grande earlier in the conversation. I'm going to leave it there, though, cause, or else I'll go too far. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm going to save the next some of these other topics I feel like for next week just because mm -hmm. of how long this episode is giving um, but I did for what mental health matters want to ask you how does appropriation affect the mental health of marginalized communities I think that it just makes them or us feel less important mm -hmm. like no matter what we do it doesn't really matter because once somebody else picks it up we're going to disappear mm -hmm. I feel like appropriation is um, a huge issue I feel like it is intertwined with like how it is that people, black people are being seen in society and how people treat us because how they see us in the media and on TV and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's very harmful our communities when the things that make up the our culture that's enmeshed in who we are as people, regardless if you're black or if you're Mexican or, you know, if you're Korean, there's certain things that's just a part of our communities that white people don't have you know what i'm saying they just don't have 
what we have in our cultures. We just have certain shit, you know? And when somebody else makes fun of us, degrades us, we're even discriminated against because of these things, Mm -hmm. it's very, very harmful when white people could just do those same things that we've been getting discriminated against for years, and then all of a sudden it's cool or popular. And not only is it cool or popular, but they are capitalizing off of it, financially doing things that we've been doing for years Mm -hmm. that we're never going to see money for, that we are discriminated in daily situations where we're at work or in a grocery store or whatever. It's like the bonnet conversation. If I go to the store in a bonnet, people are going to look at me like some type of ghetto girl. Mm-hmm. If a white girl go to the store in a bonnet, somebody might ask her a question like why is she wearing a bonnet, but nobody's going to discriminate on her because she wearing one either. Yeah. It's like black people say don't wear bonnets outside, not because they really give a fuck about you wearing a bonnet. I mean, in their head, they might think that what it's about, but systemically it's about the fact that we had to show up dressing and looking a certain way so that black people could be taken a certain way as well mm-hmm. by white people. You know what I'm saying? You're less likely to be mistreated if you look like this. You less likely to be accused of stealing if you look like this. Mm-hmm. And because white people have never faced the issues that people of color have with discrimination, they just don't get it. They're not connecting with why this is problematic. They're like, it's just hair. But it's not just hair for a black person. It's never going to be just hair for me. Yeah. And not because I'm making it just hair. It's because y'all make it about just hair. It's because we go in a workplace and there's literally policy saying you can't wear your hair like this. Because it's unprofessional. Which is so... I've never once seen a hairstyle primarily worn by white people that anybody said was unprofessional. Down to a top knot or a messy bun. Nobody ever said that was unprofessional. You can't name it. And when you can, call me and then we can have a real conversation about this. Because you're lying. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm on board with everything you just said. So, what are you making time for this week? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I feel like I can't really put anything down. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess I'm going to make time for making room within myself so that I can continue to do what's necessary. Yeah. I think I'm going to join you in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys can definitely let us know what your intention of the week is. Give us a message. Remember, we're at I've Got Time Podcast on Instagram, on TikTok, and now on YouTube and Facebook, y'all. We just started our YouTube channel. We'll let y'all know when the content is up and y'all can go actually see our episodes more than our clips. Mm-hmm. And um, follow us on Facebook because, yeah. Come and follow us. Like our page. 
Let's have a community. Please, guys. We're dedicated to your wellness just as much as we're dedicated to our own. So with that being said, I've I've got got time. time.